You know, after this is over, I'm going to retire and raise begonias. Lovely flowers, begonias. Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. We're also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. LNC. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant, Terry Lightfoot. Oolon Sputters Sputnik. Resident Pixie, Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President, Sam. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. Um, let's take a look, if you will, back in time to 1988, when the BBC, the British yeah. Broadcasting Corporation, delivered us Remembrance of the Daleks. We have decided to peruse this publication in retrospect and to give our opinion. Lord President, what, pray tell, would you rate this episode? This is a full-on, full-stop 50, and I'm going to have a custom corset made for her to keep. I'm telling you, this is one of the top three in the history of the series for me. Okay. Wow. Yep. Lady Begonia, who also gets a name check in this episode, may I say. Lady Begonia, what, pray tell, do you rate this episode? I would have to give this a 10 with a very generous tip, I think. Now, can I ask you, are you relating this to any of the other episodes of this Doctor? This is Sylvester McCoy's era, obviously, with Sophie Aldred as Ace. Or just in general, overall, Doctor Who? In general, overall, Doctor Who. If I relate it to the other piles of shite that you've made me watch with McCoy in, this would have to be a 50. I'm hearing you. Ms. Lightfoot, <laughs> what, pray tell, would you give... The, I'm bored of this now. Terry, what's your rating? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Sputnik, I'm giving this a 20. Don't don't yell at me. Any tip? We're using push to talk now. We weren't before. Otherwise, you would have heard me cuss when you did that. Oh, <laughs> go ahead and cuss. Yes. I'm doing what Fuchsia does. I compare it to just everything. A 20 and maybe maybe some kind of tip. Whatever. Some, kind of, some kind of tip. Lunch money. Some kind of tip. Like, don't sniff something when you just see yeah. it glued it. Or Look both stick ways. Stick an FX model to your nose. That's a good tip, by the way. That's, that's <laughs> don't sniff glue. Thing. Okay, I'm going to agree with San. I'm going to give this a 50. I think it's a fucking marvellous episode. And it came out of nowhere. Oh, my God. Because of the crap, as Fuchsia said, that we'd had for ages. And then they flop this beauty out. Oh, my word. Dalek going up the stairs. It was every Terry Nation annual that I'd ever read realised in one Finally. Scene. And, yeah, I know it gets to the top of the stairs and it's ages before it shoots the door. But what the fuck? That's the pacing of Doctor Who around those days. Loved mm. it. They went £13,000 over budget on this episode. And the director, I can't remember who the director was now. Who's the director? God, I should know. Andrew Morgan. Some dude. I only know him because, basically, he never directed a Doctor Who episode again. He was banned from directing pretty much for the BBC after this because they went so far over budget. But you can tell it mm. it's fucking awesome for it. It kicks ass. If you're a Doctor Who fan, ladies, I'll be very interested to hear from both of you. 
I don't understand how this is not the perfect Doctor Who episode. Everything that I've ever liked about Doctor Who, this has. It's very huh. fast-paced for a television show in the 1980s. We just got done reviewing Mind Warp that was only made a couple of years before this. And Mind Warp just drags compared to this. There's good action. It is beautiful, start to finish. All of the location shooting, and with a couple of exceptions with the color screen overlay where the coffin is floating along, which look kind of shit. Oh, but only yeah, a couple. Most of the, the special fucking beautiful. Even the shadow changes oh. as it steps up the grass and everything. Oh, I know. It's beautiful. Some of the effects in this totally hold up today. How many Doctor Who episodes from the 70s or 80s can you say that the special effects actually hold up today? And most of these yep. do. The Doctor is full-on fucking creepy in this. Yeah! He is totally alien. It is the very beginning of this monumental Andrew Cartmel plan that you've heard us mention from time to time. Yeah, and obviously he's the beginning. On this. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Written by Ben Aronovich, who I love. His new oh. adventure novels throughout the years have been just full-on Fantastic. Awesome. I, I've got to have a little oh, chat about Ben Aronovich after this, because he's top bloke. And this was his first script for TV. Oh, God. I know. The storytelling is brilliant. And Ace, this being her first full episode as a companion. I'm curious... Did she sleep with Mike or not? Who, that annoying guy? The traitor. I sure wouldn't. That guy's annoying. Possibly. But they kind of hint at it in the episode when she gets up that morning that the two of them kind of had their thing that night. Really? Oh, they share hell? a tousled look, don't they? They share that song. She gets oh, up right. and she's got the hair and she's in the robe. I didn't even kinda, notice that. She kind of does a sideways glance. She's wearing a guy's bathrobe. Yes. I am Sophie Aldred and I am a dirty whore. Oh, no. Uh, no. I'm she's pretty violated. sure they did. Oh. I'm pretty sure they did. But if you think about it, the only thing in this story when I saw it as a kid that seemed a little bit out of place for me is I couldn't quite understand her loyalty to him and why she was bothered so much by him being a traitor. And now yeah. I know. Now yeah, it makes more dull. sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I hadn't noticed it at the time, but yeah, saying that's the only thing that makes sense yeah. of the okay. whole passion hey. speech at the end. Yeah. yeah. I just find him absolutely repulsive as a character from the very beginning, even when he appears to be good. I think, nice that's, yeah, I think that's intentional. It shows that while Ace is such a badass, she's also still extremely naive and easily manipulated. And remember that as of episode one of this, everything you see from here on in is part of a larger plan, a multi-season story arc. Yeah. The ease of which Ace is manipulated because of her vulnerability plays into what we never saw the year after Doctor Who was cancelled, and that's the fact that the Doctor turns her into basically a time warrior. Hmm. And we never got to see that on screen. It was fleshed out in the novel, but everything in this episode is done on purpose. There is not a single line in this episode that is superfluous. Everything has a point to setting something up later, most of which we never got to see realized. But it is as tight a script as you will find, I think, in any sci-fi series. We all know that I love Stephen Muffet, but this is a story arc done right. This is the beginning of a story arc that should have lasted about three years, four years. Yeah. Brilliant. The way they introduce these little tidbits, just so good. It's perfection, in my opinion. Deadly Assassin, Blink, 
in remembrance of the Daleks in no particular mm-hmm. order. Three of the best sci-fi stories ever on television. I think it's definitely the best episode for this Doctor. It definitely makes my top ten, but there's lots of stuff like Pyramids and Mars and things like that that are always going to pip it to the post. Kind of um, the only reason why I don't put something like Pyramids of Mars at this level is because how incredibly ambitious it was of them to get this revolutionary with a character that had been around for 25 years. They were basically huh. recreating the character of the Doctor from scratch, and that takes balls. Well, they do that every time there's a new Doctor. Now they do. Thanks yeah, to but this. they didn't. John Pertwee was completely different from the two that no, came no, no. before His him. character was, yes. Yes, but they never retconned the Doctor's character oh, until I see. this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering about that. So, he goes to pick up the hand of Omega, 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 whatever. Which we got retconned and, in was left there yeah. during an unearthly child. He stole Right, okay, Galifrey. so that was the first Doctor. Yes. That just builds up this like awesome mystery well, about what, they, yeah, where, what was mystery. going on with Gallifrey and, and what, what happened there. And what it does there. is, it completely changes the motivation of everything the Doctor did for the 25 years before this. Yeah. He didn't wander away with his granddaughter to see the universe. He fucking mm-hmm. stole a military mm-hmm. piece of hardware and yeah. fled persecution by his government. This yeah, and how the hell changes does he, the character. How the hell does he get a hold of it? And well, why does he have access to the hand of Omega? I mean, like... Why does he listen like, to him? And of course, there's all the little one-liners. Didn't we have trouble when we tested the prototype? Yeah. And we, so, well, it, they, yes. They, yeah. <laughs> so he was there at the very beginning? Uh, he and, was there with Asylon and Omega? Yeah. What? Huh? Totally retconned and rewrote everything we'd seen before. And there's a book where they talk about all that stuff, right? It's Isn't called Gallifrey Chronicles, written by John Peel. It's fucking brilliant. Because I've read I'm it. Lungbarrow. I mean, uh, Lungbarrow. It's, mm-hmm. A lot of it is in Lungbarrow, yeah, too. Both great. Yeah. Yep. All set up. All of that brilliant stuff. The time war. Everything starts here. And there's mm-hmm. lots of references in this as well, don't forget, too. Yeah, he, has, he I thought he was an older guy with white hair and things like that. You know, the, the funeral director's talking to his mate on the phone. Mm-hmm. Well, you all got the, the TV thing, right? You all yeah. got that. Yeah, I was a bit cheap. Wait, what are you talking about? Where Ace comes out. That was great. The, yeah, that was fucking great. And Ace turns on the TV and she's pissed because the TV takes like 10 minutes to come on. And she <laughs> hits the TV and she turns around and walks away and yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but it says, and now, tonight on BBC One, new adventures in time and space with, and then boom, it cuts off. Yes, that was that's, so funny. That's campiness done right. Did you catch the Bernard Quatermass reference as well? No, what was that? The lady professor basically says, oh, something about Bernard over in some other department. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, Quatermass. I did. Of course. Yeah, Bernard Quatermass, yeah. Nice. There's so oh, cool. in this. I really liked those two lasses as well. If it was nowadays, we'd go, oh, you could get a good mini-series out of them. I know. Uh, funnily enough, Big Finish have... Oh, it's of course. Countermeasures. Of course. They brought them back with Simon <laughs> Williams's character, and apparently they are very good. Hello, my name is Nick Briggs, and you always get a big finish with Dirty Hooers. I wonder if it's had any influence from Banaranovich, because I know he's done work with big finish and books and stuff, because he did a lot of the uh, ooh, mm-hmm. Summerfield, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He might have done. I mean, obviously, what we see here is the reason and the origin for Unit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was really calls him Brigadier every now yeah. and again as well. Yeah, it's a yeah. really good start <laughs> to start off with, like military and then kind of comes around to it I've loved this episode since I was a little kid and I went into this looking 
for something to nitpick. As I know that especially Fuchsia and I have always been on opposite ends of the McCoy era, and I really wanted to see it through asshole cynical eyes, and I looked at it with every ounce of, of acting history I have, writing history I have, everything, and I just can't find anything wrong with this. I was seriously very pleasantly surprised by this story. I mean, you've made me watch McCoy before and told me that they were some of the best ones that he'd ever done, and I hated them, and they were dreadful. Whereas this was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. And it was quite a shock, actually. You know, having to go and watch Mind Warp after this, because we watched them the other way around. Oh. oh. Real letdown, uh, actually. <laughs> uh, I did it the other way. I finished on high. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I've been looking forward to Mind Warp and not looking forward to this, and then it was completely reversed. It's 10 with a really big tip for me because there were some issues with it. The way Ace was played, I realised that it's one of her earliest stories, but she was a bit wishy-washy and a bit... Oh, really? You I know. thought she kicked ass in this one. Oh, no, time she was really pathetic. The magic baseball bat. It was brilliant. Yeah, that was awesome, but she did have some crap moments. I thought the naivete for her was most assuredly on purpose, that it wasn't just written poorly. I just got the impression that that was all done very deliberately. And if you look ahead to Ghostlight, it makes sense. Don't make me look ahead to Ghostlight. I hate Ghostlight. I fucking love that. Love it. It's all right, Ghostlight. I don't mind it either. Yeah, I don't mind it either. There's some things that make no sense, but it it just completely is a seductive story for me. I don't know why. Sorry, Fuchsia. Go on. (laughs) No, I mean, this was really good. I mean, there were some beautiful moments in it. I loved all the little nods to past continuity. It was also slightly hard to take seriously when, for us Brits, you've got Zippy playing most of the Daleks. That's not going to mean anything to the Americans, but go and look up Rainbow yeah, on YouTube. It's true, it's true. <laughs> I mean, blessing Roy oh, Skelton is doing hell, a really Jeffrey. good job. <laughs> exactly. And particularly seeing as the Imperial Dalek looked like Zippy, it made it very hard to take seriously. Lovely reveal of Davros when the lid comes back. Our friend Terry Malloy there doing an absolutely sterling job as Davros. Now, yep. here's an interesting thing for you as well. They covered up Terry Malloy's name on the credits for the first few. Can't remember what it is, but it's an anagram of his name instead oh. of Terry Malloy to oh, keep the reveal of Davros. Oh, they did yeah. the old Anthony Ainley thing, did they? They did. Yeah. Ah, do not make me get out of this chair. For those of you that aren't as crazy nutty about Doctor Who canon as some of us fucking losers are. It was <laughs> actually, we're winners, Dad. Yeah, winners. <laughs> it was actually a really big deal to find out that that was Devros because back in Resurrection of the Daleks in the Davison era, mm-hmm. Devros basically split off and formed a renegade faction of the Daleks because the Daleks weren't obeying him anymore. Right. And when right. we saw him in Revelation in the Colin Baker era... He was very much the rebel, and he was basically making hybrid bastardized Daleks two or three at a time, and he had no army or anything. And somehow what happened in between these two, he became the dominant faction. And it was really a big deal to find out that he was basically wiping out the Daleks that we had known since the Hartnell era, that he had systematically wiped out a universe of Daleks mostly and taken over himself. 
what happened in between those two? I thought it was a lovely double blind the way they tried to make you think that the one in Mr. What's-His-Face's basement yes, is Davros, because Davros. by never showing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then it turns out it's the kid. I mean, beautifully handled and very beautifully done. I think that's John Leeson doing the voice at that point, because he's oh, only really? on it for the first couple of episodes, and then he disappears. Mm, okay. John yeah. Leeson was also in the last episode that we reviewed as well. He did voices in Mind Warp too. Cool. I thought I heard him. Hello, this is K9, and I approve this message regarding Dirty who is most satisfactory. For me, the big winning part is the part that Sen was drooling over, that whole retcon of the Doctor's history and everything. I just love that shit. I love the fact that the Doctor, in this whole episode, he's got this total plan from the beginning oh with the God. hand of Omega and what he's going to do with it and how he completely deceives and tricks Davros. Manipulative bastard. That he's going to do all that. And he's like, oh no, don't take the hand of Omega. Oh no, don't oh, do no, that. Oh no, the bollocks of Omega. That thing looks so much like a set of testicles. It's <laughs> oh, the W, yeah. I know. I, I made a logo for Sen in Second Life ages ago, and it was like, how yes. make this not look like a hand holding a pair of bollocks? So you didn't succeed. <laughs> it still looks like a hand fondling <laughs> pair of balls. I fucking worked with it as well. I worked with it for ages. Never mind. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, don't throw it into the sun. You'll be sorry. And Davros is, yeah, sure. I've got to say, Davros was a bit fucking stupid. You'd think you'd check the program or something like that if the sun's involved. I know. You know not a small potatoes is it really well, well I think it's doctor who what we have here is a complete 180 from the incompetence of the time lords we saw in trial of a time lord mm-hmm. what we have here is the second most technologically advanced race in the universe getting their ass kicked because they have no clue how this technology works mm. these are not the daleks that we see in the new series it can still be blown up by reasonably mediocre hardware if you hit them hard enough they don't have tardises yet these are not the Daleks that we saw back in the chase in the Hartnell mm-hmm. era, which are definitely more advanced and more futuristic Daleks. These are kind of middle of the road, and I think what we're seeing here, I know we've said that the genesis of the Daleks was first strike in the time, but this was really first strike of the time. Yeah. Now that we know that there was a time war, it adds so much more to this oh, story. Yeah. And apart from this fan drooling over <laughs> the Doctor's history, I love the parts when Ace is basically Ace and yeah. not some goofy, overacting When she's idiot. running across desks and jumping through windows with explosions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. When yeah. she's doing Top that companion. shit, she's awesome. And she's beating the crap out of Dalek. You just can't lose with that. I don't understand her liking that guy. He's not likable from the very beginning. I just don't get it. I'm like, what is her problem? She- no offense, Terry, but have you never met an abandoned teenager in your life before? Because that is exactly... Yes, I have. And yes, I couldn't believe the stupid shit she did. So she poured herself out to some idiot. To the first one that gave her genuine affection. Yes. Yeah. Okay. to the human race. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to smack that guy so bad. Even when I thought he was so good. I would have held him for you, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh-huh. I am with you. Yeah. The no old problem. one too. When the spaceship lands in the courtyard <sighs> and everything, that's, that's so fun. And then the doctor goes in and he knows exactly what to do. I just enjoyed it. It was good. 
And I know Daleks don't have facial expressions, but I literally saw the brown trousers time expression on those Imperial <laughs> Daleks when the special <laughs> weapons Daleks showed up. They just turned to each other and went, oh, fuck. You it's a massive it. fan favourite as well, isn't it? All the Doctor yes. Who exhibitions, you know, back in the day when they used to have some proper stuff in Doctor Who exhibitions as well. It was always <laughs> the one that people stopped and went, oh my god, what's that? Yeah. You'd have the special weapons done. It like is that. stupid. It is, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's fucking awesome. It's it's ridiculous. The, the way it's got almost drool running down it. It's like the biggest phallic symbol in Doctor Who. Remember, remember in, bigger in than yours. Second Life when that guy made the ludicrous weapons Dalek? That was yes. Yes. Awesome. We've talked about the, oh, this was the time war and this was the start of it and it's cool looking uh-huh. back, but this really was. This was yeah. the plan. Yeah. I mean, it took 20 years for the time war to get realized, but this was the plan. Remembrance of the Daleks was the first episode of the Cartmel plan and the time war was born here. So can we discuss what is going on in Asylum of the Daleks. So, Scarrow isn't destroyed, it's ravaged. If the sun goes supernova, does a planet... Okay. I mean, well, he does actually say... Yeah, but don't forget the time, is isn't it? It's before it and stuff. Yeah, so. you're assuming, Terry, that the Dalek episodes we see on screen are linear. And they most certainly are not. Fans have tried to put together a Dalek continuity over the years. And the <laughs> best we can come up with is that the Dalek episodes we've seen on screen are a fairly random smattering of Dalek okay. history. But what I think most of the fans have agreed on, and, and no one's quite decided yet where the new series fits into this, specifically Asylum, with that mm-hmm. old scene. Yeah. But what most people seem to agree is that the Time War ends with Evil of the Daleks. That's the Patrick Troughton episode that... Okay. Most people that I've talked to, fans and writers and actors and stuff, seem to agree that that is the end of the Daleks. For the most part, the Daleks begin with the Tom Baker episode, Genesis of the Daleks. And what we see then is every episode in sequence, including the new series. Now, whenever the new series goes off the air, go back and restart with the Dalek invasion of Earth. And that's the ending of the Dalek timeline. What we may be seeing with Asylum, because remember, that one was kind of weird. The Dalek colony and stuff like that. That may be out of sequence, and what we may be seeing is a pre-remembrance Scarrow. Mm. I wish you would write a blog post about what order they all that. go in. I could do yeah, that. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> or if you want the simple version, go and have a look at the Cubicle 7 role-playing game Monsters book, because that's actually got quite a nice rundown mm. of the Dalek history. Oh, okay. I just haven't heard anyone come up with a really good explanation of how the new series fits into all of this, if it takes mm-hmm. after evil or what. But suffice it to say that I don't think Scarrow was destroyed there. And I'm pretty certain that the Scarrow that was blown up is the same one that we saw in Genesis of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. What we don't know is what we saw in Asylum. I don't know what yeah. that was. Because it's destroyed. I mean, obviously, if a sun goes supernova, there's no life is going to survive. But, but it's the Daleks. Yeah, they're and the, they could be underground. They're the or only something. other first zone species in the universe. But don't forget what a mess the Time War mm-hmm. made of things as well. It rewrote history, so we've got to look at some of the existing history and go, well, yeah. did that happen? Did the whole thing yeah, was destroyed civilizations, oh, and it changed the whole right. timeline. And this is a part of that as well. Okay, for me... Timey-wimey, bollocky-wollocky. Yeah, yeah yep. I, I suppose I better do a quick sort of... Yeah, my head ...kind of review now. thing. Yeah. Basically, yeah, it's fucking great. And Ben Aronovich also wrote Rivers of London, Moon Never Soho, Whispers Underground, Broken Homes, which has just come out this week. I literally took time out this weekend to just 
sit down and read Broken Homes. It's awesome. He's still writing stuff for at least three of the Virgin New Adventures. He's written... I'm trying to think what other Doctor Who he did. Oh, he did Battlefield as well, didn't he? Yeah, which I loved. Yeah, I it's a contentious great. episode, but I loved it. For me, it's so Time Lordy, and I love, as you know, I love the mm-hmm. whole story of Amiga and Rassilon, especially. So the whole Stella Manipulator thing, little things just like popping the baseball bat and going, right, see what you did with that. Yeah, right. I love it. Have the best baseball bat in the whole world ever, which you can still break. I don't know if you guys had it. I don't know if they've redone it since, but it's got shitty little analog effects of like sort of little lightning bolts coming off it, yeah. hitting yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys get that as well. Yeah. I don't know if they've redone it or whatever. They probably really should. It's a great all-round episode. I don't have a lot to add to what Sen said, to be honest. Of all things, though, I'm just so glad Fuchsia kind of enjoyed it or enjoyed it enough <laughs> to, to be. No, I seriously did enjoy it. It was really good, good. which good. surprised the hell out of me. Uh, that's pleased me more than anything else, to be honest. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, so and don't spoil it by ever making me watch any more of his stuff because it will just take the shine right off. In my opinion, <laughs> it's the best one. It's his best episode, in my opinion, but there's other good episodes. I think it's the best all-around episode. I still mm-hmm. think that McCoy did as good good or better a job with the character in Ghostlight and Curse of Fenric, but I would hmm. agree that mm-hmm. the rest of those stories is not as solid as this one was. Especially his first season is pretty fucking... Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't but like I think, first season. I think what we see here, in spite of how involved I was in Doctor Who during this era, I still don't know enough about the behind-the-scenes stuff. I get the feeling like there's collaboration. Like, he came out and said, let me play this. It feels like there's more of him in it. There's such a change from what came before. Oh, the shift is unbelievable. He's underplaying it really nicely, which is one of the reasons it works. He's not going, he's not shouting too much. There's one or two places where he teeters far too close to the edge. But it is underplayed, and that's exactly mm. what it needed. And when he does do that underplaying, it really adds that darkness to the Doctor, which this era yeah. really suits. When yeah, do it, it does. That's awesome. You know? And once again, he does that in Battlefield, and he does that ongoing... Fenric. It's, it's oh, all yeah. Fenric. Fenric. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Fenric mm-hmm. is just creepy. Um, that's not the word I would have used. I know you didn't like it, Fuchsia. Okay, so I think we're all comfortable and happy. Anyone got any quotes? When the guy gets bashed over the head and the physicist lady, the blonde one, basically goes, is he alright? Well, I don't know. I'm a physicist. Yeah, I know. Nice. That's great. <laughs> Begonia's splendid flowers just for future. Flattery will nearly go anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going to make any attempt to recreate it, but I'll just paraphrase McCoy's rice pudding rant at the end. <sighs> validated every moment of over-the-top campiness from the Daleks of the 25 years previously, Mm. where finally the Doctor just loses it. And it's not the fact that the Daleks have massacred half the universe that finally sets him off. It's the fact that he just doesn't like Devros. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can see that at this point, and again, something has changed in between Revelation and Remembrance. There's something personal between these two now. The Doctor has it in for Devros just mm. as much as the other way around. It made me think so much of Tom Baker in Genesis of the Daleks when he's having that conversation with Davros and trying to figure him out and understand him and, you know, Davros is being Davros and just tied into that whole thing. I, th- I think it's interesting as well that you're not getting any of this do I have the right? No, just blow the bastards up. Oh, yeah. At yeah, this point no he's over that bullshit. He's like, made that mistake once, not gonna do it again. Mm-hmm. 
the evolution of the Doctor's character from Genesis to this is yeah. profound. Yeah, he's become pretty cynical. I could happily go downstairs, and this is very rare when we review an episode, but just listening to you guys, I'm quite happy to go downstairs now and actually watch this again. And I've watched this once today, and that's pretty <laughs> bloody rare and says quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. Even uh, I would be prepared to watch this again. Oh, I feel like I've just achieved something. Did I just hear that? (laughs) Yeah. For favorite quote, I just liked everything he was talking about on the stairs with Ace. And Mm. in the end, they're talking about the hand of Omega. It's called that because the Time Lords have an infinite capacity for pretension. Yeah. Like, notice that. Yeah, (laughs) who's known the Doctor for like a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what's even better is the look the daggers of death yeah. he gave yeah. Oh, my Lord. And you know that was all McCoy. Yeah. yeah. And right. he just flashed her. Talk about underplaying Fuchsia. That look he gave her, oh. <laughs> as, as an actor, he has got one of the most expressive faces ever. Oh, he can just switch his mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gurning thing that he did when he regenerated, obviously, into Ugh. McGann yeah. really says that. But the pair of them did it. They wanted <laughs> yeah. to do yes. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it is goodbye, McCoy. <laughs> He's great in the last Hobbit movie. He's a great mm-hmm. addition to the franchise. Just to me, he, he was the most there. interesting. Yeah, he is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. You're all hoovers, and you're all hoovers and hoovers. <laughs> and I'm proud to be one. Are we done, peeps? Should we round this motherfucker yes, up? Yes, I think so. Okay. Yep. My God, we all liked one. We all liked one a lot. Hey, in fact, I think fuck? this is the highest rating combined that we've ever given an episode, apart from maybe... I'm Blink. not sure about that. Maybe oh, come Blink, on. yeah. Maybe Blink and Doctor's Wife. Yeah. Genesis. Yeah. We haven't reviewed that. Have we've we? never reviewed Genesis. No, we've not reviewed Genesis. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Um, we've reviewed what? Pyramids of Mars, and at least three of us gave that a 50, I think. We haven't done yeah. Genesis? We haven't done Genesis, no. That can't there's be loads right. we haven't done. Loads. I didn't give Pyramids There's, there's bucket loads of Tom Baker no, I don't think you I mean, dear God, the man did hundreds. Yeah, I know. He wouldn't fucking go away. Seven motherfucking Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to round this shit up. Thank you very much for listening to us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, all the usual places. Go engage with us and tell us whether you like what we do or if we're shit. If you've got any questions, anything to say, go there and say it. You do know they're going to be complaining that you're not drunk enough again this week, don't you? Know, yeah. I've had, to, I've had to be good this week. Fuck me, I messed me up a couple of weeks ago. Jesus. <laughs> go after anyway. rice pudding, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited on us. Unlimited rice pudding, yes. I like rice pudding. Well, if so you were as God. old as Davros, you <laughs> probably like that's all you could ever anything. eat. You could do yeah. <laughs> all right. I think we're done. I think we're done. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Up above the streets and houses, rainbow climbing. <laughs> everyone could <laughs> see. smiling. Over the sky. You've been listening to The Dirty Hoers Doctor Who Podcast Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHoers.com Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hoers Oh yeah, we're also on Facebook See you next time Shall I sing a song for the end of the podcast? On a clear day, you can see my penis.